Paranormal Pints podcast contains explicit and scary content. Listener discretion is strongly encouraged. Seriously, we have no idea what might be in these episodes. We're just winging it. I've been talking shit about Eustace. Have you? And I think I need to take it back. That's probably a good idea. So, I for anyone who's listened to this pa- these past episodes, we have a ghost that Carrie named Eustace, and I told him not to. How would you like it if someone lived in your house and like didn't acknowledge you? Well, I was like, you don't know for sure if Eustace is good or bad, and you're setting us up for failure and the whole nine, right? So I was talking a lot of shit on the podcast, and I kept bringing up that we need to, like, cleanse the house, and, you know, if he is a good person or spirit or whatever, he can stay. But, like, if he doesn't have good energy, then we don't want him here, right? And I think he might have taken it personally, because the other day... I was going beside the couch to plug my cell phone in. And there's just a full fucking joint, like a full gram joint, sitting on the floor out in the place that I've been a billion times before. And I think he left me a joint and said peace and left. You got rid of my friend? I'm so sorry. I thought he was a bad guy, but he, like... I told you he wasn't bad. Can we ask him to come back, or is that... Probably not. He's probably gone forever. Do you think he found the light and moved on? No. (laughs) He's probably, like, trying to find some other home. Some little homeless ghost. Oh, my God. I feel so bad. You need to turn that off. He's, like, by the road. We'll boo for food. (laughs) Boo. It's a good season for him. They're hiring ghouls this time of year. That's horrible. You got rid of Eustace? I didn't mean to. He's I haven't like, I haven't felt him in a while. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like that's you asked me the other day, and then I put the joint out in the open and not seeing Eustace for a while together. To be fair though, you do have a memory the memory of a goldfish. I don't lose track of my marijuana. <laughs> Says the stoner. I don't. It's like the one important thing in my life. I can lose my keys, my wallet, my fucking mind. Your mental health meds. I know where my fucking weed is. Hey, the weed is part of my mental health meds. Yes, but how many times have you lost your mental health meds? I always find them. Or I find them. Also, don't forget to take your meds. Got rid of my friend. I am so sorry. I feel really bad. One of these days I'm going to move away and there's just going to be a joint on the coffee table. First of all, why do you think you're going to break up with me? I was just thought it was funny. Oh, let's talk about this. Let's dig deeper. Okay. You're, you're going to leave me in what world? First of all, with all these fucking cats. <laughs> yep. Why are you leaving me? Gus is going to be like, Dad went 
went to the store for a carton of milk and never came back. <laughs> I just wanted some milk. He's going to need therapy. And we don't even have a Talkspace sponsor. Hey. What? Talkspace, at us. Right? You should just Twitter at them. Tweet? Okay. We're tweeting into the void. You got rid of my best friend. I am really sorry, and I am also your best friend. One of them. You were. <laughs> oh. So you got rid of my ghost friend. Oh, by the way, I'm Andy. I'm Carrie. And we are platonic life mates. We are queer, but not for each other. No, no hetero. hetero. <laughs> we're trying to make that happen. Hashtag no hetero. So, I mean, since it is episode five, should we do yet like a quick refresher for people who might just be tuning in and they don't want to listen to the train wreck that is the first four episodes? No. No. We had to listen to it as we recorded all five or all four episodes. Y'all. The four different times we recorded each episode. And it takes hours to edit. I thought, oh, NBD, like, while the kids are napping, I'll edit. Nope. It has to have my full attention, and I can't be doing anything else. Which doesn't work for Andy. Yeah. She's totally one of those, I'm going to multitask people. Yeah. I always have at least two screens on in front of me. (laughs) It's kind of gross, really. Well, my She can't just sit and watch, like, a scary movie. She has to be watching a scary movie and playing on her phone. Yeah, so I have something to do when I'm scared. I feel like that's cheating. It's not cheating. I just don't want to get... I hate jump scares. And 99% of scary movies have at least one jump scare. Okay, but I'm going to be real honest with you. Yeah. This is the... During the podcast, that's the most engaged that we are. Like, ever. Oh my god. So dramatic. What about when we go to soccer games or on car rides? Okay. Out to dinner. When did we go... When even was the last time you took me out to dinner? We went to Philip... Not Philiberto's. Alibertos last week. Yeah, and I had to drag you in. Yeah, but you had fun. I did, but besides that, at home. Well, when I'm at home, I'm disconnecting from the world because I've been connected and plugged in all day. With the kids, I don't have time for myself, I don't have time to organize my adult thoughts. It's my downtime. So, like any couple that's married and spending their life together, and don't vape while I'm talking to you. Well, there was a perfectly decent little spot there that you could have, you know, not talked. <laughs> oh. oh, are you going first? I am going first. Well, what's your scoop? Well, first I wanted to talk about my ice cream. Oh, fuck. That is like half of our podcast, isn't it? That I'm going to be eating during the break, and then you get to talk about yours on the beginning of your story. I always forget how this goes. It's like my own podcast, and I can't pull it together. Hold on. Leave me alone. Sorry. Cat, cat break. So, tell me about your ice cream. I have good old Cherry Garcia. Oh my god, a classic. First time I've ever had it. Really? Yeah. You've really never had it before? I've, I don't remember in my life ever having Cherry Garcia. You're going to have to give us a, a review out of five stars later on. What if it's not five star ice cream? Out of five stars. Oh, okay. You get to do beach too sandy, water too wet. Looking at you, X-Teen Sheaver. <laughs> Don't forget Alexander. Oh, and also Alexander. Love you guys. 
What about my ice cream, or do I get to talk about it later? You get to talk. <laughs> what episode are we on? I don't know how any of this goes. Why is every animal in this house being really loud right now? This is going to be a nightmare to edit. I actually kind of love when we do this like weird shit because we get little golden nuggets here and there out of all the other poop nuggets. And then people think that we're funny or witty when in reality we did 15 minutes of shit for like two seconds of good stuff. I think that you're better at editing. You should just be our editor in chief. No, I'm not getting paid enough. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash paranormal pints. No touchy. I didn't know that you don't like people touching your face. No, I hate it when babies do it. I hate it when kids do it. What about when cats do it? That's fine with a paw, but at the same time, I'm like... Kitty litter. Is there poo-poo in there? Uh, to be fair, our cats don't use kitty litter. We've toilet trained all of them. No, we have not. <laughs> Dude, Spock, I need you to chill your shit. It's Mr. Spock, the gerbil is being really loud. So if you hear knocking, it's not useless. You know what he's doing? He's preparing his winter nest. He's getting ready to hibernate. Do they hibernate? They kind of do, and they sleep a lot. So he's hoarding a bunch of food and making a really super insulated warm nest right now. He's going to need it in our apartment. Yeah, right? Poor little dude. <laughs> was that Kay? Yeah. Her tail's a little puffy look. She tried to act like she was tough shit, though. <laughs> she didn't know he was there. Is there a stir down there? Or Gus? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. His wubby looks like... <laughs> Sideways pussy lips with lots of fur. I'll wait. Are you done? Okay, Winnet, please return to your seat. <laughs> Cell phones off. Cats in their seat. She is so bad. What is he making noise in there with? His tail. That's his tail and his body. He's like flinging himself around. He's trying to dig deeper. He wants a really deep nest. He thinks it's working. It sounds like straight up a spool of thread. Like clinking? Against the glass. Nope, it's just a fat gerbil. Well, Kaylee's done. I think we can't... Spock won't shut up. You should move your vape so you're, you don't forget. So my scoop today... Spock, we're recording, honey. I mean, we could move his cage, but then the cats will be all over him. I love how you're talking to our hamster. He's a gerbil? Whatever. You're talking to our rodent as if he like actually understands human talk. Look how cute he is. Spock! Anyway, your scoop. Okay, my scoop is on Champ, America's... Loch Ness Monster. Ooh. Yes. So Lake Champlain uh-huh. is where Champ lives. Uh-huh. He gets his name from Lake Sh- Champlain. He or she? I, I didn't ask him his pronouns, but everyone refers to him as him. Oh, maybe we should be progressive. So they. They. They live in Lake Champlain. Okay. They go by Champ or Champy. Champy. Champy, yes. Okay. 
quick sidebar, all I can think of is Andy from Parks and Rec singing about Champy and his dog. <laughs> so Lake Champlain is between New York, Quebec, and Maine. Okay. It um, is 120 miles by 12 miles. Okay, that's pretty sensible. At its, at its deepest point, it's 400 feet deep. Ooh. Yeah. But it's big, though. It is very big. At one point, um, Lake Champlain was going to be the fifth Great Lake. Sixth. How many Great Lakes are there? I don't know. I'm not in fifth grade anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> Lake Champlain was named one of the Great Lakes. It only lasted like three months. Really? Yeah. Interesting fact I learned during. I don't have Wait, notes, so I don't know when it happened. But what do you have? Like, what criteria do you have to meet to be a Great Lake? Like. Poor Lake Champlain is just trying to be great. And they're it's like, like Pluto. They're like, no, you're not big enough. It's seriously like Pluto. Wow. But it was a great lake for like three months. Lake Champlain. Lake Champlain. Lake Champlain. The Pluto of Earth. <laughs> so at one point it was actually a part of a much bigger water. Plane of water. Plane of much bigger body body that's the word <laughs> not a plane of water plane of existence plane like mine i don't know where i was going with that a plane of water but it used to be known as the champlain sea Ooh. um it covered lots of quebec ontario new york and vermont so oh, it was it was an international lake it was actually like a great lake oh the sea was formed from massive glaciers, mm-hmm. and um, there were lots of, like, sea mammals, so, like, otters and oh, so seals. When and, the glaciers were melting, it formed. Yeah, it formed this big body of water known as Champlain Sea. So, was it a sea or was it a lake? Like, did it have fresh water? It was salt water. Oh, okay. Up until... Um, so originally, like I said, it was salt water, brought in all of these interesting sea creatures, and that's kind of what brought us there, hmm. us as in white people. Oh right, because there was like indigenous Did people. Did some there. white guy quote discover it unquote? Actually, funny enough, Samuel Champlain, I think that's his name. So you're asking if some white guy came and discovered it? Yeah, discovered it. Quote, unquote. Yeah. So Samuel de Champlain was a French colonist, navigator, and cartographer. What's a cartographer? Like a map maker. Oh, cool. That's a nice job. I think it would suck, but that's me. Um, so he he was who all of this is named after. Oh. So were there literally like natives living? On the banks of the Champlain Sea? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and this dude just came over and was like, yeah, I discovered it. I'm going to name this after myself. Well, I don't think that he named it after himself. Oh. I think that other white people named it after him. To be fair, if I found, like, a really cool C as a white person back Andy in the day, C. I would totally be like, let's name this after me. I'm amazing. So, um, the Champlain C eventually, what are you doing over there? Andy's over there checking herself out in her camera. Was eventually cut off 
from the salt water mm-hmm. and became fresh water. That's cool. Like minimizing and becoming smaller. Right. And becoming what what I stated before with the 12 miles by 120 miles. That's so big. It is huge. So the first sighting thought to have occurred by a white man. Because, you know, if it's not be seen by a white man, it doesn't count. Of champ? Yes. Okay. Happened in 1609. Wow. By the namesake of Lake Champlain. Okay. Samuel de Champlain. 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 <laughs> Je m'appelle Claude. Claude. This, however, is refuted due to the fact that he was never in the Lake Champlain area. Okay. He was... Wait, I thought he discovered it. He discovered Champlain Sea. Oh, my bad. He was nowhere... He was near Saint, the St. Saint Lawrence River, but not Lake Champlain. Okay. In his journal... Journal. <laughs> like this journal. <laughs> in his diary, he stated, There is also a great abundance of many species of fish. Amongst others, there is one called, by the natives, Charaso. Yeah. Charaso. Charasaro. Which is of various lengths, but the largest of them, as three tribes have told me, are from eight to ten feet long. Wow. That's a feast. I have seen some five feet, which were as big as my thigh, and had a head as large as two of my fists. Wow. With a snout two feet and a two and a half feet long. That's a big fish. And a double row of very sharp, dangerous teeth. Oh, shit. Its body has a great deal... Has a great deal the shape of a pike. What? So it's shaped a lot like a pike. Oh, okay. Do you know what a pike is? Yeah. Okay. But it is protected by scales of a silvery, ga- silvery gray color and so strong that a dagger could not pierce them. Wow. So historians kind of believe that this is a, a fish that still to this day occurs there mm-hmm. in Lake Champlain. Related to sturgeon. Okay. Pike, sturgeon, they're like really similar. Yeah. So um, this was referenced in 1960. But it never stated that it was in Lake Champlain. Okay. It was basically, from what I gathered, a journal or a newspaper wanted to kind of drum up some more stories. So they found this and was like, that sounds like Champy. Interesting. So it could have been anywhere in the area. Yeah, so... Or nowhere at all. That's kind of why it's the most refute, one of the most refuted... Refuted. Nobody believes it's real. Refuted. Yeah, that's the word. I said it like three times you earlier. Did, just and you said refluted, and I was like... The next famous account appears in the Plattsburgh Republican... That's a newspaper. newspaper. In 1819, Captain Crum was aboard a scow on the Bolawaga Bay the previous Thursday morning when he reported a black monster about 187 feet long with a head resembling a seahorse that reared more than 15 feet out of the water. He claimed the monster he saw had three teeth, eyes the colored of a peeled onion, Okay. 
a white star on its forehead, and a belt of red around its neck. This is a remarkable level of detail concerning an object that was, according to the witness, some 200 yards away. Wow. So, that's a really big fish. Yeah, and it has the head of a seahorse. But that's way different from what Yeah. our friend Sammy said. Hmm. In 1873, a New York Times story reported that a railroad crew had seen the head of an enormous serpent in Lake Champlain with bright silvery scales that glistened in the sun. Both the men and the monsters parted away at that point. Okay. So they're just like, okay, that's scary. Nope. I would have noped out of there. Well, so would I. So July of that same year... A county sheriff by the name of Nathan Mooney reported an enormous snake or water serpent, 25 to 30 feet, 35 feet long. Either nobody knows how to judge length, which men, am I right? Definitely. (laughs) But then in August of that month, a steamship encountered... August of that month? Of that year. The steamship W.B. Eddy entered cha- encountered Champ by running into it. Rude. The, ne- the ship nearly turned over, according to the tourists on board. Hmm. Isn't that weird? That is. That'd have to be a really big... Wouldn't have done damage to the ship? Or like a dinghy. Right. But I'm like... That creature would have to be huge. Or they ran aground. And usually they don't say ship if it's just a small, like, boat. In 1873, all of this news kind of came to P.T. Barnum, Mm -hmm. the circus dude. Yeah. And he put out a reward for $50,000. Wow. $50,000 in 1873. What is that? I don't know. We will find out. That $50,000 that P.T. Barnum offered as reward... Mm-hmm. Is the equivalent in purchasing power to about one million forty six thousand two hundred seventy eight dollars. That is not a little bit of money. That is a lot of money. That's like a game show. Yeah. <laughs> I could buy something with that. He wanted to add it to his World's Fair show. Okay. I could Which, see that making a lot of money. Cool, but he never Awarded that, obviously. Right. So in 1945, there was another sighting. When passengers of the SS Ticonderoga... Ticonderoga? Yeah, Ticonderoga. Did you know that one? Well, first of all, it's a very important fort in the history of the United States. And it's also the name of a very famous pencil brand. Okay, then. And I think it might be a tree... Okay, so in 1945, passengers of the SS Ticonderoga Ticonderoga claimed to have seen a creature. But okay. They didn't give us much more with that. Then in 1977, Sandra Manzi, Sandra I can't talk. You've seen the picture of Sandra Manzi's yeah. champ. It's it's a log. It looks like a log. But it's, if you all want to see it, 
Google it. It's, or it's, I guess I could put it on Twitter. It, it's a log. So I'm going to post, post the picture on Twitter if y'all are interested. At Paranormal Pints. That's us with the purple background and the ghost. So in 1977, Sandra Mancy took a photograph while on vacation. That appears to show something sticking out of the lake. Like? Like a champ. Or a log. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with it's a log. Champs on a log. So, I've always really been interested in Loch Ness Monster and Champ. If you don't get your ass down, I'm going to eat it. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I meant. I'm not tossing my cat salad. Woo. We can edit that out because that's nasty. <laughs> I'm going to totally leave it in. No. I meant that I would kill her and then eat her actual rump. Like a rump roast. You know, she would make a very small You know the rump, rump isn't actually... Right, it's the like rump. their flank, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's what I meant. <laughs> Eat your ass. <laughs> Threaten me with a good time. Okay, when it looks at you, oh my. <laughs> I didn't know she was into that. So the entire bay of the lake where the photograph reportedly was taken is no deeper than 14 feet. Wow. So like this really big creature lives in 14 deep foot deep water. I I could dive to the bottom of that. It would hurt my ears, but I could do it. Like nine feet hurts my ears. I got sensitive ears. I got down to 12 once. So according to Joe Nickel, I pulled this off of Wikipedia. I don't know who Joe Nickel is. All right. Maybe he writes a book. Maybe he's a singer. Nobody knows. Maybe he's an expert. Let's say... You think he's Sedona guy? He could be. No, Sedona guy's name was Harry. Oh, okay. We watched a, a documentary last night on YouTube. On Hulu. It was on the YouTube. Oh, it was on YouTube. Anyway, he says... <laughs> that was our cat running into a wall. <laughs> the other one's puffy. <laughs> We can't do anything. So, Cody, <laughs> I can't talk. I'm so slap happy right now. Right. According to Joe, it is unlikely that a giant creature could swim, let alone hide in such shallow water. That's fair. What if it kind of swims in the dirt, though? Like a muddy, muddy mudskipper? Yeah. Weird. I mean, it's a possibility. But how, they say it's serpent lake. How deep is that mud under there? I don't know. I'm not a geologist. I'm not a science person. So it was suggested that the object in the photograph could possibly be a rising tree trunk or a log. I could see that. All of my science background says it's a log. Well, Occam's razor, you know. It's a log. Yeah. It's a log in a lake. It's floating. A log in a lake and a lake in a... Hole in a hole in the ground. Log down in the valley of prayer. <laughs> log rattling rog. I don't know. Way down in the valley of... So, <laughs> Champ has become kind of big business down there. That does not surprise me. Or over there. Are they over? over? No, they're down and over. Are they? They're a little bit southeast. A little bit south. Like, just a smidge. Yeah. And a lot of the local schools and stuff... Have become, or they're like mascots are champs. So they're the 
If they're the champs, are they also the champions? No, they're just champ. Well, what if they win something? I don't know. Do they suck? Probably. Oh my god, we're going to get hate mail. No, no one listens to us. We're fine. Yeah, there's like, we have 12 listeners. And I think six of those were me accidentally. Probably. Sorry. And like two of them was me. So we've had four listeners. (laughs) Thanks to our friends. All two of you. That's four. Well, they probably listened to it twice to give us notes. By the way, don't give us notes. (laughs) Please don't give us notes. I'm just kidding. Just rate us, okay? But don't give us a three star like that one person did. They gave us three stars. I was like, rude. Who is that? I don't know, but I was like, man, we're just starting. Like, give us some cred. We're going to get better. So by 1992, sightings totaled 180, with approximately 600 people claiming to have seen Champ. Okay, so sightings are... Like, confirmed? Maybe. I'm like, how can 600 people see it? Maybe it all happened at the same time, but then there would be no argument. I I don't know. That was just one of the things You're just quoting what you found. That's cool. (laughs) Um, The local governments around there have actually named Champ a protected species. That's awesome. Much like our Bigfoot. Yeah. It's illegal to kill Bigfoot up here, by the way. It is. It's also not legal up here to kill... It's not pigeons. What is it? Ravens. You're not allowed to kill crows or ravens up here. Really? Yeah. Is it like crow season? No, but some people kill like birds and they eat them. Weird. Yeah. So say what you will about Champ and Loch Ness Monster and the Ogoboingo or whatever that guy in the Okanagan areas. Okoboji? No. <laughs> It's Oingo Poingo or is the name of the one in... Ogo Pogo. Canadian folklore. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So say what you will about them. Up until I did research on this, I believed in them. Uh-huh. I very much do not believe in them anymore. That I feel like I just took away some of your innocence by suggesting that we do this podcast. You did. I'm really sorry, and I kicked your best friend out. You're just like the worst person ever right now. Yeah, why do you even love me? I don't know. <gasps> I thought you were going to say I don't, and my heart broke. So that was Champ, or Champy, the Lake Champlain sea monster. Seahorse? No, sea monster. serpent? Serpent. Whatever the fuck it is. Whatever, it's a log. <laughs> End of discussion. Well... We weren't. We didn't get into the the business of podcasting a podcast that no one would listen to. But here we are. But here we are. But we also didn't get into debunking. True. So I would say to anyone who's had any experience with this particular sea monster or anything that we talk about, it would be awesome to hear from you. But. I mean, in this case, it really doesn't sound like it was real. It sounds like a bunch of people who wanted to be cool for a minute, you know? Well, there's no conclusive size. Right. Like, Bigfoot, all of the the sightings kind of coincide with a being from 8 to, or what, 7 to 10 feet? Yeah. And it being really large. And it throws rocks. I mean, there's consistency in stories. There's no consistency in any of these stories. Yeah. 
Well, that's disappointing because I'd like to believe that there are sea monsters or lake monsters, and this is coming from someone who's afraid of plant life. But see, that's the thing that makes me wonder, because the Loch Ness Monster wasn't found until like 1932. Right. So I'm wondering if the Loch Ness Monster, having such a short, not like, short history with us, Mm -hmm. if the Loch Ness Monster was able to have stories that coincide a little bit better because of the short time frame. That makes sense. Like, um... UFO fever that started in, what, the 80s or the 70s where everyone was seeing UFOs and having alien mm-hmm. encounters? Shortly after, what, Close Encounters of Third Kind or whatever? Well, once it got super popular and the X-Files came, like, I don't yeah. feel like people that were born in the early 2000s really get how obsessed with UFOs people were. Well, up until when we were kids, like, UFOs were huge. Oh, yeah. Well, I used to watch X-Files with my parents all the time, my sister... We had a bird named Sunny who used to sing the X-Files theme song. Yep, and... Uh, Not we, as in Andy and I, but my family growing up. Yeah, and we had all those movies, and Star Trek was really big still, but we were getting into Next Generation, and... It just makes you wonder how much popular culture really impacts these things that we cover. On a weekly basis. You know, it's actually re- really interesting that you bring that up because um, in my in my scoop, there's actually, like, this creature that I'm going to talk about coincides with political elections. Oh, what? Yeah. Are you doing Trump? No. <laughs> That's the worst, like, the scariest thing I can imagine. No, I'm not reporting on a giant hemorrhoid. Oh, okay. <sighs> you had my heart pumping there for a minute. So that was my scoop. We're going to take an ice cream break, take an ice cream break and eat our ice creams. And when we get back, Carrie's going to tell you about how he feels about Cherry Garcia. You know how we always say we have no idea what we're doing? Sure do. It's a good thing we found Anchor to help us. Yeah, I love how there were tools built into the app so I can edit on my phone, the iPad or my computer and everything I need to make the podcast is all in one place. And the Anchor distributes our podcast for us. So if you're listening to this, Anchor made it possible. We can make money with no minimum listenership, so we can at least try and recoup some of our ice cream costs. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Anyway, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. Hope you guys liked those ads. They were pretty good, if I say so myself. You know, if you don't like hearing ads, you can donate to Patreon, and maybe if we get enough Patreon donations, we don't have to run ads. Maybe. Ice cream's expensive, folks. Oh my god, it so is. Five dollars per pint. That's what we need to be making. Actually, ten, because we need to have a pint to ourselves. So <laughs> yes, ten dollars a week would be awesome, but you don't have to do it. Just giving us listens and rates. As long as you're rating us. If you guys do want to kind of like get tons of devices and just play it, Play each of our episodes, like, when you leave for work. Yeah, you don't even have to, like, listen to us. You can just turn us on for your animals. We make great entertainment for animals. We do. At least one thing that we're good at. We have five animals. I thought you were counting me for a second, and then no. I forgot about you the forgot gerbil. about the gerbil? How could you forget? Oh, because he got quiet again. Hey, Ramona, can you eat later, please? So my ice cream 
The Cherry Garcia. Mm-hmm. I'd give it four and a half stars. Okay, what are you rating it on? Damn good ice cream. Four and a half out of five. No, I mean, like, what points are you looking for in an ice cream to say that it's good or not? Delicious taste. Mm-hmm. Delicious mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. The, I'm giving it less points. Half less a point. Uh, half a point less. That's the one I'm trying to say. <laughs> you had all the right words. I just jumbled them up. It's cool. <laughs> so, Cherry Garcia would be absolutely amazing if it had almonds. You know, I was thinking about that right after you told me, and it would completely change the texture. What if there was just a little bit of almond extract in the sweet cream ice cream? Because then you have the same texture, but well, more... it's cherry ice cream. Right. But if you made it a cherry almond vanilla... I like the almond pieces. How they get a little bit soggy, but also crunchy in the middle. I feel like you could either have chocolate pieces or almond pieces, but both is just a rocky road. But Rocky Road has... Okay. What ice cream are you eating on today? Um, I have a brownie batter core from Ben & Jerry's. Mm, one of my favorites. So what are you covering today? Popobawa. Popo what? Popobawa. Popodizio? <laughs> Don't call the popo. So when I first heard about Popobawa, um, they who must not be named sent who? me... They who must not be named. Voldemort? Huh? Voldemort? No, the person that I've been seeing for the last five years that doesn't I was want trying me to, get to name you to them s- on the podcast. I was trying to get you to say it so we could bleep it out. Anyway, um, they sent me a cracked article that was like 32 terrifying creatures for your Halloween entertainment. And I was like, this I gotta read. And most of them were stupid. But... When if you I, follow Cracked, you would have had that already. Just saying. You didn't send it to me. No, I kept it for my own notes. So I read the the um, description of Popobawa, and I was like, this thing sounds fucking creepy. So in the description, it described it as a human-like creature who breaks into people's houses and sodomizes them. What? And then tells them to tell everybody else or they're going to come back. It's like the reverse Me Too movement. It's terrible, right? That's awful. I was like, I need to read more about this butt-raping demon. So, <laughs> because sodomy is fun. Just kidding. I mean, if that's your Surprise thing, sodomy. Surprise sodomy is not fun. So I started looking up what Popobawa was, where he came from. So he's like, I've never heard of him in the context of like the United States, right? Because he's in like the smallest little part of like... Tanzania slash Zanzibar. Where is that? On this little tiny island named Pemba is where this Popobawa creature lives. Pemba? Pemba. P-E-M-B-A. Can you turn off the sound on that? Thanks. It's in the Indian Ocean. Sure is. Cool. Reading more about Popobawa, I found out that, um, I don't know if it's a he, but I'm assuming so, but we're just going to go with they. So Popobawa is hunched and is described as, quote, a sex-crazed demon, unquote, which could also describe me. I am hunched. My skin isn't gray, though. It was the other day. It's more of a pale white. I know I looked like crap yesterday. 
What's up with that? She asked me how she looked, and I, I was honest. No, you know, I said, ooh, I look like crap, and you're like, yeah, you do. You always want me to be honest, and then I'm honest, and you get offended. I've got these black circles under my eyes. What do you want from me? Do you want me to be honest, or do you want me to lie to you? I want you to make me look as beautiful as I did five years ago. I can't do that. <sighs> anyway, Popabawa has long pointed ears, a wide mouth filled with many sharp fangs. So basically, Ickis. With one single eye in the center of its forehead. So, like, not Ickis. Right. But like Ickis minus an eye. He also, or excuse me, they also have huge bat wings that they can also wear like a cloak. Okay, not Ickis. Right. So a little different. Um, The word Popobawa is Swahili, and it literally translates into bat wing. So they're, they're bat wing cloaks. Popobawa is a shapeshifter. Oh, fun. And frequently will switch from the Popobawa form that people see to human and, and animal. And they'll, they'll do it fluidly. So they could be changing like human head while they have monster body. Fun. Terrifying, right? Nope. They also are associated with a really strong smell of sulfur. So... Which is a scent that's also associated with demons, other demons, and like the devil and farts, farts and eggs, and <laughs> so it doesn't smell good. If anyone's ever smelled a rotten egg, that's what Popobawa smells like. Legend has it that Popobawa is a jinn. D. Yeah. J. I. N. Like a jinn. Yeah. But that they essentially were unable to be controlled by the people who either created it or summoned it and so it went full demon and it can't be controlled you never go full demon you only want to go half demon Popobawa's special powers include a paralyzing gaze with that one singular eye that takes it actually takes up like most of his forehead or their forehead creepy so it's a huge eye um but it paralyzes its victims so then it can sexually assault them. It also carries a jar of magic medicine, which helps him split open doors and walls and other entrances into the house, but in a way that can't be seen later. So, like, he's got this magic medicine and he sharpens... He looks cuddly in that picture. He sharpens, like, his tail or something and cuts slits in your house where he can get through. How is that medicine? They just called... I saw that it was a magic jar of medicine. The only thing I can think is that it's one of those things that's lost in translation. Okay. I'm like, medicine is helpful. Yeah. Well, it's helpful to Popobawa. Popobawa is pretty recent. In this grand scheme of things, usually you hear about demons and other cryptids and stuff, and they go back a ways. Like, when was um, Champy first seen? 16-something? Yeah. Popobawa was... No, 1700s. Okay. Popobawa wasn't seen until 1965. And then sightings came up in the 1970s, 80s, and then peaked in 1995. And then the last sighting that was reported um, was 2007. Okay. So it's been a minute. Yeah. That's good. 
But interestingly enough, Popobawa seems to attack during um, times of elections. So one of the theories is that either Popobawa is responding to the local political stress and like the negative emotions are kind of manifesting. Did you see how often they do elections there? No. But in the early 2000s, one election was actually halted because and canceled because of the Popobawa sightings. Sounds like a conspiracy to me. Yeah, so either there's the negative energy around political like climates is attracting Popobawa to attack, or politicians are using Popobawa to scare people into voting and manipulating the voters that way. Creepy. Yeah. We kind of touched on before that Popobawa was a, a, a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. And I associated, when I first started reading about Popobawa, I associated them with nighttime because they attack at night. But they actually will walk among people during the day. Because they're a shapeshifter, they can do that. That's not okay. Right? They look, either you can see them and they look like just another normal person or you can't see them so it doesn't affect you at all. Um, they like to attack men, women, and children. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about what their attacks entail because, first of all, um, surviving any kind of sexual assault is really rough, but then to... Be forced to talk about it. Yeah, you have to talk about it or he'll come back. And then to have it be by some something that is otherworldly like that, you have no control of your situation. Um, and the fact that it happens to not only full-grown adults, but children. I don't really want to go into the actual attacks. Um, With that said, Popobawa will work through the entire household before they move on. No. So everybody in your house will get attacked. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, There are ways to kind of fight back, though. Um, Apparently... Popobawa will only attack people who are in their homes and in their beds. So, swap beds? No, sleep outside. A lot of the villages um, and the villagers will sleep outside around a fire uh, to protect their households when attacks are happening. We're going to go camp in the backyard, kids. Yeah, which is interesting because obviously Popobawa has to break into the house. We, did, we talked about the jar of magical medicine. Mm-hmm. But if they sleep outside, it's like he's not interested. Almost like there's something about like the panic and the fear of being attacked in your own home, in your own bed, that maybe he would thrive on. Okay. But also, like, outside's scary. Outside is scary, but... Especially there. Like, I feel just like... off the coast of Africa, there's got to be, like, scary... Yeah, I mean, the land is so old. I mean, the whole world is old, but the culture and everything's just older than it is over here. It's hard to comprehend. Well, and other animals, like... Yeah. Well, I mean, what would make you only attack people in their beds and their homes? Like, what about it? The only thing that I could think of was the thrill of the fear that that person felt. Yeah. And often those dark energies feed off of the negative... Fear. Exactly. So you scare them the most in their own beds, in their own home, and then force them to talk about it. 
What are you laughing for? It, I, for some reason, Monsters, Inc. just popped in my head. Right? We scare because we care. <laughs> it is true, though, that the attacks do range from physical assault, so physical and sexual assault, to poltergeist activity. When people experience poltergeist activity, a lot of times they'll start sleeping outside to avoid. It's almost like Popobaw was going to toy with them and warn them that he's coming. Oh, that's cool. I, I mean... So pay attention, fuckers. <laughs> right. If you live in this tiny island of Pemba, pay attention. I'm sure they do, though, because... Also, what has been happening around our house? It all recently stopped. Do we need to be sleeping outside? No, nah, we're good. We don't live in Pemba. It's only in Pemba. Yeah. Okay. But he does, or they do prey on those who are non-believers. Oh, so. great. Yeah. So actually, locals will avoid denying Popobawa's existence at all. And there's, uh, there, t- there tends to be an increase in sightings and attacks when people from outside Pemba come in and are asking questions about Popobawa. So a lot of the villagers won't talk about Popobawa to anybody but the other villagers. Gotcha. So we're not going to go report on the spot. No, because I don't want to get sexually assaulted. And it's not just like sexual assault, but it's sodomizing. So he usually goes after men, or they usually go after men, and they sodomize them. But this is where it kind of gets super shitty because during the... Wait, it gets super, super... It gets worse. What? How can I... Okay. During the attack, Popobawa's sex organ is said to enlarge enormously. Okay. No, no, no. Wait, no. Leaving victims in a lot of pain the next day. He's not going in lovingly with some lube. Okay. Well, yeah, obviously. It's surprise butt sex. Sorry, surprise butt rape. Nothing feels good about it. I know, I'm just being ridiculous right like shitting a literal brick but backward popova also likes to sit on victims chests and it's almost like he sits there and waits until you wake up and then he crushes your chest super slow and kills people that way that's horrible right so um he's actually or they've actually been linked to sleep paralysis as being one of the sleep paralysis demons that people experience a lot of times you'll hear people saying, I woke up and something was sitting on my chest. Okay, so skeptic in me. Uh-huh. They oftentimes say sleep paralysis. Uh-huh. Allows those fears that you yeah. have when you're awake to pop up. Yeah. So, everyone's talking about it. I mean, you could have an underlying condition like sleep apnea or something that makes it feel like your chest is caving in when you wake up. But. At the risk of being skeptic. Sleep paralysis oftentimes plays on your already. Yeah. Well, it's. Known fears. Yeah, absolutely. So if they're talking about it, they're putting it into their mindset. New theory. Okay. The sleep paralysis demon is a bog art. Okay. This dude sounds super crazy. And super creepy. But there is other ways to fight him. Outside of having a camp out? Yeah, outside of roasting marshmallows over the open fire to avoid 
being raped in the butt. Um, villagers with special powers, and I'm not sure what the special powers were. It was just a quote. Will scream at Popo Bobble when they see him in the street, like passing him. And other locals will also start yelling at him or at them until he disappears. So apparently that chases him off. So if a whole village comes together and starts yelling, you know, get away, get out of here, he will leave. So imagine this poor villager who gets mistaken as the Popoboa. That actually happened. I actually have a story to read. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of a sad story. This is on tzaffairs.org, which I can only imagine stands for tanzaniaaffairs.org. And this is a post from April 4th that I'll kind of, I'll read some. I don't think I'm going to read it all, but I'm going to read it verbatim even if I do skip ahead. Um, But April 4th, 1995, it reads... This morning when I arrived at the Ministry of Health here in Zanzibar where I work, I saw hundreds of people on the road outside the hospital. There were policemen from the field force unit with weapons and loudspeakers. When I asked my secretary what was going on, she said Popobawa is dead. The crowd was gathered around the mortuary. Everyone wanted to see the body of Popobawa, the cause of the public hysteria for the past couple of weeks. Last night, on the street corner, Popobawa undressed himself. One of the men with magic powers saw the Popobawa, covered with stinking medicine. The man chased him and, in a struggle, took away Popobawa's jar and cow's tail. Apparently, he carries around cow's tail. At that moment, Popobawa turned into a human. A raging mob with pangas and sticks plunged upon Popobawa. Panga? P-A-N-G-A-S. Pangas, pangas. Large, heavy knife. I figured it was a pointy object of some kind. The body of the man the mob attacked was taken to the mortuary. By morning, the story of the death of Popobawa had spread throughout the town, drawing a large crowd, the one that I saw when I arrived to work. My secretary, who was in the crowd this morning, told me that he looked like a normal man. So this is on April 5th, the following day. This morning at the office, the word Popobawa was buzzing again. My colleague Habiba was moody because she had been awake the whole night. Her neighborhood had been visited by Popobawa. She was also upset that it had just been announced that the man who had been killed last night was not Popobawa, but was a mental patient originating from the mainland who had come to Zanzibar for treatment. It goes on to end. One day after the death of Popobawa, nothing has changed. The mass hysteria continues. So, um, a mental patient was killed. That's terrible. Yeah. Just imagine that being the last of your life. Yeah. And I imagine he was scared. So, there have been instances where people have been hurt because that's how real this demon is to the people in Tanzania and living in like in or on Pemba. I know it's a really kind of short scoop, but there was a lot of heavy, heavy info packed into that. That's terrible. Yeah. It kind of made me sad. Like at first I thought it was going to be a fun jaunt or well, 
I thought you heard it was gonna be the sodomy demon, and you thought what? what were... I thought it was gonna be a bunch of unfounded like old folklore with no actual basis. But it turns out that it's not like that on Pempa and in Tanzania. Like Popobawa is scary. Popobawa is like the boogeyman. Oh, worse than the boogeyman because people are actually getting killed in the streets. That is terrible. Yeah. On that note, oh, we have announcements. Yeah. What are your announcements? Well, remember last episode we talked about the big Halloween episode extravaganza that we were hoping to have? Yes. But we have gotten absolutely no new stories in. and We, we know, have not. We know that we're a new podcast, and we know that we probably don't have many listeners outside of our friends group, if we have any at all. But if we want to make this super cool Halloween extravaganza special happen, we really would like submissions. Very much so. Like I said last time, don't make us go to Reddit. Yeah. Cause we'll go there. We will go there, and we'll have to start like early next week to ask permission of the the people on reddit to share their stories and start doing information so if you could save us the hassle we would super duper appreciate it and super duper uh we're working with one of our close friends and the person who made our logo to come up with some cool merch so we were thinking about doing uh a super special merchandise drawing for any of the people who submit their stories for sure there's some really cool things happening yeah they're all in the works and because we're broke and because we don't know how this podcast is going to turn out we're taking things really slow um we actually started planning this podcast like six months ago well more than six months ago like a year ago it's been a year and a year and a couple months um, that we've been actually working toward it outside of, huh, we should just do a podcast together. So there's been a lot of behind the scenes um, work that we're proud of and it's all coming together. We just need support. Definitely. So follow us on Facebook. Yep. Follow us on Facebook. And if you have any spooky stories, email us, follow us on Twitter. You know the drill. We'll share all this again with our closing like we always do. Of course. And as always, eat your ice cream and don't forget to take your meds. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Pints. Music by Santino Huber. Art by Joanna Muller. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash paranormalpints. Donate to Patreon at patreon.com slash paranormalpints. Email us at paranormalpints at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Paranormal Pints. Please like, subscribe, and rate us.